What's up, everybody? Thanks for stopping by the show. <clears throat> I'm your host, Sean Dustin. Uh, today, i got a great guest for you. But first, let me start with a little bit of an update. I got my Instagram cat, my Instagram account hacked and stolen. So if you were following the my Instagram account, which was at nowhere to go but up now, uh, if I were you, I would stop following that account. He's already uh, hit up somebody and got money from them uh, on my uh, one of my followers. So if I were you, I would uh, stop following that account and then also uh, report it as not being uh, who they say they are. I'm I'm in the back in the back uh, ground trying to. Uh, deal with this through Instagram, but Instagram doesn't make it very easy for you to um, contact them because you get there's nobody to talk to unless they they reach out to you and trying to find the email and all this other stuff was super hard. It ended up other people uh, helping me uh, and directing me with links and stuff uh, versus trying to get there through Instagram because Instagram makes it not very easy. If you are getting something out of this content, do me a favor, um, share some of that value back and whether, however that is, I mean, share the show, uh, subscribe, rate and review. Um, I'm definitely, uh, need some more followers on rumble. I'm thinking about moving everything over to Spotify or anchor, which will allow me to just upload videos and and the audio will uh, follow that as well. So uh, I'm not sure. I just I'm tired of dealing with with trying to put the videos somewhere. YouTube is not very friendly. Um, I've already got another strike over there, so I'm currently uh, on restriction and uh, on YouTube. So I'm I'm just getting tired of the algorithm, getting tired of the censorship. I'm getting, it's just, it, uh, to me, it just isn't worth it anymore. So just all of the, the hoops that you have to jump through now, um, just to get your content out there and try to uh, make people aware of things, just annoying, very annoying. Um, my link tree link tree is where you're going to find everything right now. Uh, all the places to connect to me, uh, I'll have to update the Instagram with the new Instagram account. I don't have any content on there currently, but if you want to follow me, feel free. It's NWTGBU underscore podcast. That's NWTGBU, which is nowhere to go but up. NWTGBU underscore podcast. That's the new account. I'll gonna upload some stuff i'm actually gonna make a uh do a, a a video on there for my first one uh explaining everything as far as being hacked and uh account stolen <clears throat> hopefully they can get it back from from what i hear it's it's very difficult once somebody has stolen your account to get it back so what you wouldn't think if you can prove it but therein lies the problem if you can't talk to somebody you know what I mean? A person, then it's very difficult to uh, convey your 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 uh, concerns and your your information. So, anyways, uh, what else do we got? What else do we got? Um, this episode is going to contain uh, stuff on spirituality, 
It's also going to talk about uh, the Palestinian-Israeli uh, uh, thing. I know that I, for I know that's like a, a voodoo, a, a, a topic that people just don't get into. Anything that comes has to do with uh, Jewish Judaism, all that stuff. You, you, if if you're not pro-Israel, you tend to be called an anti-Semite. So I don't know anything about any of that stuff. So my guest, who is a former activist uh, in Palestine uh, for the Palestinian people, um, she can talk about this you know better than I can because I, I mean I have no clue I don't even I don't even look at like pe- Jewish people as like they to me they, they seem like they're white they're white people you know what I mean so I don't know I know they're not and I know that they don't claim to be I just I wouldn't know a Jew, what a Jewish person <laughs> walked in front of me if they were Jewish or not so I mean it's not really what I what I what I base things on. You know, I base things on are you a good person? Do you have good values? Do you, you know, are you honest? Are you do you have good character? You know, that that's what I look for in in people, not are you Jewish? Are you black? Are you this? Are you that? Are you you know what I mean? How are you as a person? Because if you're not a good person, I don't want to be around you. It doesn't matter if you're Jewish, if you're black, if you're white. If, it doesn't matter. If you're not a good person, I just don't want to have nothing to do with you. But if you are, come on in. Let's uh, let, let's hang out. Let's break some bread. Let's talk. Um, What else? Oh, shit, man. Currently not working. That's why you're seeing a lot more episodes coming out. Uh, on in which that is concerning to me as well too. I mean, looking at the housing prices, the median housing price has exceeded 2008's uh, bust. Right, the the housing prices that topped off in 2008, we have we have uh, way past that. So I don't know. Are we in, in another bubble that's getting ready to burst? It feels a lot like it. I mean, I'm, I should be working, and it is close to what is it? It is uh, summertime. It's close to summertime. Like we should be right in the the thick of ramping up and getting ready to, you know what I mean, and working. Everybody should, and we're not. And so that's concerning to me that that a normal has another normal has now been pushed out. So. I don't know. I don't know what to think. Um, I hope it's not. I, I mean, I really do. I mean, I know that the situation's different with the housing market. That you know, there's not a bunch of faulty loans out there that are gonna that are gonna bust. Uh, but who knows? Um, let's see. Yeah, my my guest has been on uh quite a few shows Stu peterson um or Stu peters he's been on that one uh she talks about a lot of stuff uh related to covid but you know and and you know the jabs and all that stuff we don't really get into that uh you know we talk a little bit about kazarian mafia uh we're gonna get way more into that because i have another one that i recorded with her and then we're going to do another one uh, specifically on the Khazars and Khazarians, uh, whatever you, whatever they're called. Apparently, they don't exist. 
uh, on you on Google, but if you go to DuckDuckGo, they do. That's that's curious, I would say. So we're going to talk about that, and then I'm going to have another conversation with her about transhumanism and transgender. Is there a connection? Is there a, something that's you know we're trying to normalize over here to bring in something over here? So if we normalize transgender and that that subversion of gender, is that leading into transhumanism and being able to normalize uh, one to make the other one more acceptable? I don't know. That's what we're gonna we're gonna dive into, and you know, it's another it's another topic that uh you know is getting it gets people doxxed it gets people attacked uh online you know you become you call be call it transphobe if you don't buy into the to the narrative you know just like um anti semite if they don't like the narrative that you're talking about over there, you get labeled an anti semite so hopefully that doesn't happen, but let's see if I can get cancelled right <laughs> that's one way to get to get your uh show noticed so anyways uh i don't have anything else if you got questions you want you know you've got anything uh for the show if you've got uh uh, guest suggestions people you want me to talk to uh feel free to reach out at nowhere to go but up now at gmail.com but with that let's get to the show sean dustin spent time in federal and state prison for drug trafficking and fraud Upon release in 2006, he had nothing but the clothes on his back, a bag of mail, and legal paperwork. In 2010, he kicked a longtime methamphetamine habit and started the long climb back up the ladder of life. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. If you want transparency and authenticity, you're in the right place. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast, and this is Sean Dustin. My guest today is Dr. Ariana Love. Dr. Love, how are you? Or should I'm fine, I call, thanks. Or should I call you Ari or Ariana? What, what do you prefer? Whatever you want. <laughs> well, just call me whatever you want. It's fine. Um, sure. <laughs> uh, so anyways, I ran across you in a clubhouse um, room uh, in a club where I'm one of the moderators at, it's his Truth Seekers Tavern, and you w- were joined by Dr. Carrie Madey, and that had been the first time that you two had um, met each other, which was pretty cool to kind of, you know, be there for that. But you also had, were talking about some interesting um, subjects, and so I reached out to you and got your information from my friend, uh, Dr. Angela, who is another wonderful person on clubhouse who's super uh intelligent uh knows a lot is well researched and it helps people she actually helped me when i got sick she um sent up uh 
she set up a bunch of medications for me to just go ahead and like order and have delivered to my house. So that was pretty cool of her. Um, and this is what came out of it. And so I talked to Dr. Love yesterday and we had a wonderful conversation and talked for a couple of hours and, uh, was pretty enlightening. It, it was early in the morning. I think it was like three o'clock in the morning over here cause I couldn't sleep. And, uh, yeah, so it was great. And we decided, well, Hey, let's just, uh, tell me your story. I, I, I want to know about you, you know, not so much the stuff that, that you were talking about, but you know, what is the driving force behind Ariana? What is, uh, pushing you to go in the direction that you're going and how did you get here? Mm. Those are the, wow. those are the things that I, I'd like to know. That's nice. It, it, I rarely get asked that, and thanks for, for the opportunity to share. Um, there's a lot in my story that is pu in the public interest to know, because I've been an activist <clears throat> for the last, well, since 2011. And I've done some, some pretty remarkable things in, in, that, in the activism. Um, anyway, but what drives me, what motivates me, it started in childhood, early childhood, and I had a connection to God. You know, I had a connection to the creator and through the nature and through my own heart inside myself. And also a relationship with Jesus. I didn't understand that's who, he, who it was, though, until fast forward in adulthood. But I was always going into deep meditations. And I was running away from the adults and going into the forest and skipping out whenever I could, disappearing where they couldn't find me, where I could find God and I could communicate with him. And something magical always happened. And then, you know, a couple hours later, maybe I'd hear my mother calling me, that kind of a thing. So I was always having these deep, you know, I would go into deep meditations and I would literally, time would lapse and I would skip out for about two two hours at a time. And when I would come back, I was sitting in the same place, but I'd noticed that the sun had moved in the sky and I could hear my mother calling in the distance. Things like this kept happening until um, finally when I was 17 years old, I had a complete samadhi experience where you go into the enlightenment or the bliss of of being one with, with the creator or with, and with your soul. <clears throat> I won't go into too much detail because I will, you know, share more about that at another time. But this deep spiritual connection has always been the driving force for me. And when um, I was five years old and we didn't have a TV when I was growing up, but one day I was watching TV in someone's home and I saw tanks it was like a war, um, an advertisement for a movie that was all about war. <clears throat> and people were firing at each other and dying and explosions. And I was horrified. And I was asking my mother, what, what is this? What is this war? What, what, what's going on here? And she explained that war goes on, on our, on our earth and that it's, it's all around the world. And it's, it's been historically again and again. I was dumbfounded. I said, there's something seriously wrong here if people are killing each other. This isn't right. And so I went through a deep soul-searching period from five years old, and I was searching for the answers and searching for, you know, where was I before I was born? Where do you go after you die? What is the meaning of this life? Why is there war? Why is there this 
this evil? Why would people want to kill people? I couldn't understand that. So I was, um, you know, going deep into that for a couple of years and, and asking my, berating my mother with questions every night before I go to bed and we have these deep philosophical conversations. And it, it has always been the theme of my life. So there's some spiritual connection that's driving me. I'm aware that there is a second world, a second earth. You know, physicists can measure, scientists have been able to measure that there are two earths coexisting, sharing the same space. One is a higher vibratory frequency. <clears throat> Their instruments can measure it, but they don't understand it. So me, I felt like I was in and out of that world. So I feel like I have a foot in both worlds. And this is this has been my life. Um, so you think that there's <clears throat> a parallel sort of world happening simultaneously alongside of us that's in almost another realm? Re or, or like It's right here. It's not really like up above or outside. It's here. <clears throat> it's it's share it shares the same the scientists say that it shares the same space as this earth that we can touch and feel and so on and the scientists also prove that our thoughts create the material the physical reality so there is this we are so intimately part of the creation the power that's in us and this is always what fascinated me is that power within my father inspired me to search for that power within you know, he has been meditating two hours every day since before I was born. He's a Sikh, and he follows uh, Guru Nanak's tradition, um, which is from Punjab, India. But he's been doing that since before I was born. And so meditation was normal for me growing up. And I would slip into deep meditations just spontaneously, naturally. There's no dogma or religion that I was influenced by. And then after, at seven years old, I found Jesus. And it, it wasn't like I became a Christian and went into the church. And then I just found him. That was all. And he was all I needed. I didn't really like the people in the church. I didn't feel that they were um, so special as he is, if that makes sense. So I just decided to follow him and not anyone else. So I've always had my own mind, you know, and I've always been very, very fiercely independent and um, but this, <clears throat> my dad, you know, he, he inspired me in holistic medicine. So I had this spiritual connection. My father always recognized that, you know, he, I've got siblings and, you know, neither one of my siblings, um, had that curiosity to find the, the, the truth, to seek the truth. So my father, he, he helped to, um, foster that in me. <clears throat> and and bring it alive so he would take me on camping trips and he would talk to me about naturopathic medicine and about how the body system works and how healing works and so it all you know i understood that the healing comes from within and then throughout my life and training with him i saw people cure themselves from incurable diseases I saw people cure themselves from stage five brain cancer. They were pronounced dead by a doctor. They said, you got two and a half months to live. That's it. And the person went home, went on, talked, consulted with my father, went on a strict naturopathic diet, and then prayed every day, day and night. 
and within two months went back to the doctor the brain cancer was gone the doctor was stupefied and wondering how could this be i i must have made a mistake so i saw these things time and time again there's like seven or eight cases like this that were just so um astonishing of of the miraculous power from within to change to heal to well i mean you know that there's you know there's something there when placebo effect is real right the mind is is powerful enough to do a lot of different things so i mean what you're saying does make sense i i don't necessarily i guess you know i'm I'm spiritual but i i would say i'm probably a generic spiritualist because you know i don't really spend a whole lot of time in in that or or you know Everybody that I know that I've talked to that talks about meditation, because there's been uh, quite a few, there's, I had an interview with somebody that, you know, they're a a couple, they're not a couple, but they're friends and they talk about reincarnation and that we were other things before we were this, um, and all the stuff that goes along with that. So, I mean, I know that there's something there and it's fascinating as kind of like we we're spinning through what we're going through right now, you know, in the world, societally, everything, um, it you're you're starting to see a lot of different things and yeah it's it's we are energy we're all connected everything is connected we're we're made of of everything that's around us you know so if if i am that then then that is me you me we are all one we are all together we're all the same um you know humans in general all want the same things you know, it's the it's the systems that we've been placed in that are, are convincing us and misdirecting us and misguiding us into these divisions. And it's happened since, you know, when we, we were talking since the beginning of time, since religion started. That's why it started, I believe, was to split up people and put them against each other. So, you know, if you and that's the easiest way to conquer is to divide. You know, if everybody's fighting with each other, they're not looking at the king and going, hey, that guy over there is a fucking asshole. You know, we need to get him. <clears throat> Anyways, I digress. Sorry about hijacking. Yeah, sorry about hijacking. Up. It's okay. We all have our own perspective, you know, yeah. and experience. And everyone's is valid. I see it differently, though. Um, I don't see that religion was created to divide people. I think that religion was born from the birth of a prophet or a messenger someone chosen by the creator you know to um bring forth you know who's blessed and to bring forward a message and then this births a movement a tradition that carries on and it's the people behind that messenger who create religion and it is the you know if you will the Khazars or the Khazarian mafia that has taking control of religions and purposefully um you know mind control the masses and created division among among people and among religions they've gotten the the abrahamic tradition see i was i lived in palestine i went there on a pilgrimage and i was living there for a year in in a, in a small village in the west bank with the palestinian people and i was studying apartheid and zionism and Islam and Christianity and Judaism and the history there and the Palestinian culture and the olive oil and all of it. And 
so that would that would make you a good person to be able to talk about those type of things because there's you've actually been to that area you've been around the people you've immersed yourself into the culture of the people and you learned right yeah 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 they're the closest to the truth i mean the quran says that the the palestinian people the jerusalem area these indigenous um people would be where the new caliphate or the new islam would rise up because they embody it they embody the true islam and i think the reason for that is because okay you in in palestine you have jews you have palestinian jews palestinian christians and palestinian muslims okay i'm a goodwill ambassador to palestine that was a title given to me by the palestinian authorities for years of activism working with palestinian media to bring forth the truth to the western world um and so as a representative of the palestinian people i have to love them all right i can't discriminate against one or the other so palestinians are jews they are muslims they are christian they're about predominantly muslim but there's about 22% that are christian and then about 7 7% historically who are jews sephardi and some hasidic now for the last you know hundreds of years 1600 years or something jews and muslims and christians lived in peace and harmony with one another in the holy land undisturbed and the jews caused no problems to anybody they were um respecting the law of the land and it was when zionism came along and these these jews of palestine the sephardi jews they are his they're arabic jews they're historic representatives of authentic world judaism they've been always the voice of judaism because they have the bloodline and the dna connection to abraham and to adam and eve so they're about 2% though 2.5% of the overall jewish community and this is where the confusion comes in they have been against zionism they have been against the the creation of the israeli state because it goes against the tenets of judaism and they are true torah jews they follow the torah whereas the occupiers of palestine the khazars they follow the talmud it is a different religion altogether and so you know you have the palestinian jews i love them i love them equally they're my brothers and sisters equally to christians and muslims and i see and understand that and i was taught this by the palestinian people that Judaism, Christianity and Islam are one. It's one in the same religion. It's just that it manifested and was brought to us at different time periods, the same message through different people, through different prophets. And it birthed the three books, the Torah, the Bible and the the Quran. And these are holy books. This is the religion of Adam and Eve of the beginning. And so this is what the Palestinian people taught me. Palestinian Jews, Palestinian Christians, Palestinian Muslims, they all know this. You go there, they know this. They all tell you. They don't contradict each other. They lived in harmony with each other. Zionism came in was was a a creation of the Rothschilds, a creation of the Khazarian mafia, and it was created to divide and conquer. To divide and conquer our minds. And boy have they done a number on western Christians. Yeah, that's interesting. 
Definitely, and we're we'll get we'll get to that. And there, like what I was telling you, I was looking yeah. up uh, some of that stuff on on uh, on DuckDuckGo, and I ran across an article about it, and it's really it's really interesting. And it was there was like a little ten minute video that David Ike did on uh, what was it? Um, uh, it's somewhere around here. But anyways, it was interesting. I, I I'll send you a link to it. It's uh, and I'll probably put it in this episode since we're talking about it. Uh, I'll link that as well. Um, and and anything that we talk about in, in my podcast or or that you and I talk about because some of these some of these topics are kind of um touchy, you know. And so I I want to be able to provide you know links to things that that can be verified. I mean you know when we get into some of the other stuff later on because we'll probably do a couple of different uh, episodes together and uh, you know definitely we'll link you know facts receipts you know stuff you know we talk about some patents we're going to give you the 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 we're going to give you that to where you can go and look for yourself. Um, especially with this stuff. Cause Dr. Love has done extensive research on, on everything. Uh, she's got a website, her website with a blog that you, or, uh, but you do a blog or do you do just, a um, just reporting? It's a WordPress website. You can call it a blog. You can call it a website. My articles are there. Yeah. So you, you write a lot of articles media for 11 years. Yeah. So I'm going to go back to uh, the question that I wanted to ask you is what is, what is, what are you most known for? What are you most well known for? Like if, if people were to say your name, what would be the first thing that they think of? Oh, wow. Um, well, I guess um, I started as an activist. So the Palestinian people and a lot of people who followed me for, you know, from years ago know me as an activist and a journalist and um i more recently came out as a naturopathic doctor i mean i never talked about my history as a naturopathic doctor my training it i did that out of a passion because it was in my life my father is a naturopathic doctor since before i was born he was working in that field and so i never thought twice about it i never had any ambitions or goals to open a practice because I knew people weren't ready for my knowledge in that field. Every time I tried to open my mouth or help somebody who had cancer or this, that, the other, rarely did they listen. A couple times I helped parents with their children who have, um, who ha- have uh, high functioning autism and I helped them with the diet and it greatly improved their son's condition. <clears throat> but mostly people wouldn't listen. And they want to go pay, you know, a lot of money at a doctor for a pill, a magic pill that is not going to work. So, um, so for but, for people that don't know, can you yeah. can you explain what a naturopathic uh, doctor is? I mean, is that somebody that is like would be considered a medical doctor, or is that like what is that in the in the realm of our modern day medical system? Where where does that fall in? Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. <clears throat> in the United States, a naturopathic doctor is a doctor. There are a couple different licenses. There are multiple licenses, really. And this all sprang up in the last couple of decades. Um, you know, when my father was pioneering the field, there were no institutions where you could get a, a license as a, as a naturopathic doctor. It just it didn't exist. 
So these all spring up. So my training began before there were any institutions. So I'm real old school that way. Um, so a naturopathic doctor is considered a doctor in the United States. In Europe, they're not. You can't put doctor in front of your name like I do. So um, in Canada, you can put doctor in front of your name, but you can't have, uh, you, but you're, you're, the people you help are patients. And whereas in America, the people I help are clients. I can't use the word patient. So there's these differences between country as far as what a naturopath is. It is what it is. So a naturopath basically uses natural, you, you look at the body holistically and wholesomely. I look at the environment. I look at the internal environment of the body. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, historically, if you look at Ayurvedic medicine, Chinese medicine, these are naturopathic um, practices. And they never needed instruments to measure anything. They can read the person by listening to their breathing, looking at the coloration of their skin, listening to what they say, checking their pulse, you know, and this is old school. And naturopathic medicine was, is original medicine, you know, what comes from the nature, what was God given to us. And it got perverted by the Rock, Rockefellers who created big, the Big Pharma death cult. You know, it's all designed to profit on your disease and keep people diseased and keep doctors in a loop where they never can break out and find, you know, they're, they're in virus land, right? A virus that has never been isolated. Sick and they're kept care. in virus land, the always chasing and looking for the root cause of disease, but never finding it, never really being able to cure anybody. That's the system we have. <laughs> well, it's a system of sick care, not health care. It's, it's, yeah. it's designed and in, in the United States, all of the systems run sort of the same way. They're, they're designed to never, never mm -hmm. fix, but appear to be working on fixing forever. You know what I mean? And, and if, if, I mean, if, to put it in context, you would just have to go, okay, if I was going to hire somebody to do something at my house and they, they, they're, if it was anything like the government does work and, and, and fixes shit, I, they would be fired immediately. You know what I mean? It's like, no, no, no. Get the, the goodbye. Go. You know, you're not. <laughs> yeah. You're, you, you, I don't even care about the money I spent wasting it on you. Now I know better and, and I'm going to tell everybody not to fuck with you. So <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so how we've let it go this far is, is beyond me. And it's like, you know, I, I, sometimes I'm thinking to myself, you know, God, you know, it's your parents fault. You know, it's your generation. You guys, you know, were sleeping. You had all good times since, you know, 1920s, thirties, you know, when the, when things sort of turned around for the United States and worked in, in the favor and the middle class grew exponentially, uh, in that time period after, after, uh, the new deal was done and you guys kind of got, Boom, bamboozled because along the way, all of these things were being legislated and, and removed and all the good that came out of that was being stripped away from our, um, our, our legislated stuff and, and everything else. And that's kind of how we got to where we are in the United States with the corruption as, as crazy as it is right now. And I mean, it's, it's to, to watch it and, like, how does people just not know? You know what I mean? How do you, how do you not, how do you not see that? It's, yeah. 
it's it's just it's amazing that whoever designed whatever it is, whether it was Rothschild or whether it was Rockefeller or whoever the these families that 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 designed this system that we're living in, geniuses. Absolute geniuses. I mean, evil genius. Well, yeah, it's evil genius, but I mean, it's genius nonetheless because that's that's a complex thing to keep going, and it it spans generations of hundreds of years. You know what I mean? And just to keep it rolling like that, to keep it rolling, and you know, your next your next generation is going to continue the 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 movement forward. I mean, it's amazing, but fuck them for doing it. You know, because that's not that's not it, yeah, it's evil not people. It, it's, they're evil people. They worship the devil, and you know they they believe they're his descendants. I mean, this is their you know their 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 souls are sold. It's it's a death cult. It's all part of the death cult. And it, these are the Khazars. These are the Khazarian mafia at the top. They've infiltrated into everything. This is the enemy. You're not allowed to criticize the enemy, or they'll come after you and call you an anti-Semite and say if you criticize us, you hate Jews. Who? Well, you're not Jews. Who? Newsflash. No, them. no, no. I mean, who? Who's them? The Khazars. They're not who? Jews. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I jumped, so I got I'm, like, I'm like, I'm like, who? Talk about it. I, no one will. Talk, no one will give me a platform. <laughs> uh, who? I don't. I, I, yeah, I, hear, I, I, I heard you saying something, but I just can't make out what you're saying. And it's like, grow it. Frozen. No. <laughs> Because no. they're not Jews. They're not Jews. They're pretenders. They're liars. They're deceivers. They're thieves. They're thugs. There's mafia. They're genociding the world right now. They're injecting our kids with experimental biological weapons that clone them from the inside out. It is not okay. It is okay to criticize them. These bastards. Whoa, These sister. Whoa. You're going a little oh, too yeah. far there. Now, I, no. I, I have no idea about... Jewish no, people not, and and no, what no, they. Hold on. I don't go too far. I'm being. The problem is, is that. No, I was joking with you. I was joking with lipped. you. Okay, good. <laughs> everybody is tight-lipped. Nobody will criticize the enemy, folks. If you can't criticize the enemy, they're going to kill you. If you don't know who your enemy is, they're going to off you. You're going to be goners. You never even know what hit you. If you can't even identify the enemy. You have to know your enemy and you have to know your own strength. You have to know yourself when you are in war or you won't survive. Well, we're in something. Right? I'll give you that. Um, but let's, I, I had a second part to that question that I asked you before. So let's, <laughs> let's go back to that. And then we, then we can jump back to, to, to reality there. Um, Cause I think there's something there. I'm, I'm not sure who's doing what, but something's being done and shit ain't, shit ain't right. I know, I know that. Um, but, what so the the second part to that question what would be what is the least known about you like is there a fact that that about you know me? we're that, talking about me again yeah you <laughs> what 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 is, what is the least known fact about you like is there some about kind me. of like if there's some <laughs> kind of of talent that you have that 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 nobody knows is there some kind of uh uh, thing that you secretly minister. do that nobody knows. Like I, I, I'm passionate about knitting, you know, what I mean? or, or whatever it could be. Just, just, a, just earrings. a fun fact. I make earrings. I make these. Oh, sick! Nice They're peacock feathers. I make, I make, you know, 
I make women pretty. I like to do that. This is just a hobby of mine. But um, I'm a minister. I'm spiritual. I'm a spiritual counselor, but I don't put, I don't preach. I, be- I believe in the human connection, the heart. It's more powerful. It, you don't have to ever speak a, a word to somebody or preach a word to somebody and you can touch them because we communicate. 97% of our communication is nonverbal. What do we need the words for? You just show the love. It's the human connection is the most meaningful thing that a person needs. This has been studied, you know, like when kids have severe trauma, there was um, a wraparound program, it's called. When you give direct support to a child who's severely traumatized or anyone who's severely traumatized, then um, the one thing that that person needs to to come out of it is not drugs, is not a, a psychiatrist. It is a meaningful human relationship. It can be one, just one that's consistent and meaningful. And the per- that's enough to, for a person to recover from anything. So I am attracted to trauma. That's something that a lot of people maybe don't know about me. I'm attracted to, to the internal wounds, the hidden injury in people. I'm, I, and I'm a stickler for the truth. I will not lie. I will not lie to myself. I will not lie to anybody. I live my life exactly as I have nothing to hide. I will not do something I have to hide. I just won't. Never would. And and that's me. Because I know there's consequences when you do that. I've known that since I was a kid. <clears throat> I mean, I've made mistakes. We've all, we've all, you know, sinned and everything. So I'm not like a Bible-thumping, you know. I haven't. God, right? I haven't. Like, I haven't seen. No, 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 no. I'm very practical. I don't like churches. I don't like organized religion. It's it's the human to human heart connection that is. It means everything. And I learned this by living with the Palestinian people. You know, they they taught me they're really connected, and they know the meaning of the life. You know, one of the first things they did when I got there was they took food. They were making me food. They kept bringing me food. They, I got fat there a little bit. And they kept feeding it to me and putting it into my mouth. And they demanded that I take it from their hands. And they wouldn't accept no. It was like they wouldn't stop asking until I put it in my, even just one bite. And when I put it in my mouth, they watched me as I chewed it and swallowed. And they waited for the swallow. And then they all just sat back and smiled. It's incredible. Who does that? You know, you don't see that kind of humanity in the West. We don't see that display of humanity towards each other. So it took me traveling to the Middle East, going going there to find that connection and rekindle it and to keep my heart open in this world that we live in that wants to eat your soul. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that, that wants to kill you. Something wants to kill you around the corner, every corner, right? Well, at least that's <laughs> what they want you to think. But, I mean, real life is not like that because I've t- – so – I interviewed a guy, uh, his name's Eric, Eric Maddox, and he's from the States as well. But he, um, he is somebody that went to that, that part of the world, right? Went to the Middle East and went to see, you know, after 9-11, he wanted to see what, what the truth was. So he actually went to those, to those areas and saw for himself and, um, you know, he's, that's what I did. Yeah. So basically like, like a pilgrimage, I guess, you know, like, and then to me, that's, that's brave. You know, because you're you're going outside of the comfort of the United States. And like for me, I always thought that, oh, it's, you know, it's dangerous everywhere else. They always want they want to kill people from the United States. 
And it's not really like that. And I don't know if that we're being told that to keep us here and not to go other places, because if we go other places and we'll see that what the news is trying to tell you is not true, you know? Absolutely. And so it, it was awesome. And he has a podcast called Latitude Adjustment. And you know what he did? He he started a program for Palestinians podcasting, teaching Palestinians how to do their own podcast. I, I should hook you up with him, man. You two would, would have a great conversation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But check out his podcast. And I think uh, Layla, one of his, his co-hosts that he brought on, I think she's over in that part of the world somewhere. So, mm-hmm. And you're in Finland. Yeah, I was blown away when I went. Yeah, I'm in Finland. <clears throat> I'm from California. I was blown away when I went to the Middle East. I mean, I lived there for a year, traveled around, lived in, in, in Jordan for a little while. And the first of all, Islam is nothing that, of what we hear. Islam is beautiful, first of all. And number two, and I know that's so hard for Westerners to really even believe, but whatever. And then I never felt more safe and respected and exalted as a woman and as a mother than I did when I was in the Middle East. They treated me like a queen. And I wish that that men in the West would be more like that, that people in the West would, would have more respect towards women. And they don't. And it's night and day. You can't compare the two. And yet here in the West, we think, oh, they're so suppressed over there. They have to cover their face. No, um, actually, that burqa, you know, with the little eye thing, that's not Islam. It's not, the Quran doesn't say to cover your face. It's, it's you know, it's it's culture. People have just created these things, you know, to be, somehow maybe they think if they're more and more pious, they'll be closer to God. No, it's not like that. And and there is control and domination and, and men who want to dominate women. But, I mean, it depends on country to country. Every country's so different. In Palestine, there was none of that. I didn't see that. And, and the, you know, even statistically, it's not there. It's, you know, there's no more um, abuse against women statistically in Palestine than there is in the United States. It's about the same. It's equal. So who's better? Who's worse? And yet Westerners, they think we're so much greater. And women in the Middle East, they choose to wear the headscarf. They choose to wear the hijab, it's called. They choose to cover their hair. Not They're not forced to. Islam doesn't force anything. But the West has this preconception and women in the East are like, oh, those poor women in the West, they're just treated like whores. Because well, all we hear about in the West is like when you're when you're talking about that, like I don't know a whole lot about about that part of the world, to be honest with you. I don't I don't I don't know a whole lot about Jewish people. I don't like I wouldn't even like if. Like I wouldn't even know where to look for a Jew, Jewish person, right? Because they 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 blend in, I guess, with you know the rest of us, and, and I'm not even worried about that. You know what I mean? I, I don't I don't care. I don't care if you're a Jew. I don't care if you're black. I don't care if you're white. I don't care if you're Asian. I don't give a fuck what you are. What I care about is what kind of a person are you? Like, what is your what's the content of your character? You know, are you a good person? Do you have good values? Do you respect life? You know what I mean? If you were, if you have at least those basic things, then we're pretty much similar. And I want to get to know you. But if you're all those other things, bugger off. I don't want to deal with you. You know what I mean? I, the, the, those people are the people that are 
part of the problem. And, exactly. you know, they're not, they're not people that have like respect for life and all life. I mean, I, dude, I had to, uh, th- this sucked. So in 2020, I was living in my, my fifth wheel and it, it was, uh, at a, at a resort sort of thing, right? A campground, whatever. We got mice in my, my thing. And I put, I, for whatever reason, the traditional mouse trap wasn't working and he was, it was messing my stuff up, so I had to get one of those glue ones. But what they don't, what you don't realize about the glue ones is that they're alive still when usually you go to them. And I had to kill it, and I did. But it's like, dude, I started crying after because it's like, <laughs> because it was it was sad. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, there's this this life that you know. In any other circumstance, I probably would have let it go. You know what I mean? And like, don't do that again. Go, go away. I don't want to have to catch you again. But it was, you know, it 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 hurt. It hurt to 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 do that to things. You know what I mean? To 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 take life is not is not normal. I guess that's what I'm saying to me. Um, and so it, it, I don't like it. So, and I probably, I mean, I could probably kill somebody if, if, you know, you were messing with my daughter or put into an extreme circumstance where, you know, fight or flight, you, you either have to, you know, buck up and, and do what you got to do or, you know, you run. And, you know, sometimes I'm, I've ran before from fights that I knew I wasn't, I wasn't going to win. <laughs> you know, I think that's, you know, in everybody. So, no, that's, that's, that's great to, to, I lost my train of thought. Sometimes that'll happen from time to time when we're having a conversation, I'll lose my train of thought because I got so many things going through my mind. Um, but yeah, I, I just had to kind of preference, preface that, you know, in, in this conversation because I, I don't know a lot about the Jewish faith other than what we've been told. Jews right? are not the problem. I can tell people that right now. Jews are not the problem. Judaism is part of the Abrahamic faith. It's a sacred religion. And I defend Jews. I love Jews. They're my brothers and sisters. I say that straight up, and I mean that with my whole heart. Um, I've been branded as an anti-Semite because I criticize the Khazars. I don't like the Khazars. Ashkenazis, they are, they, the, the Khazarian mafia comes from the Ashkenazi community. It's a bloodline. Okay. I'm not saying all Ashkenazis are bad. I'm not going to discriminate, but the Khazars, the Khazars, the Khazarian mafia, they're bad. They're really bad. And they've done this to humanity. And people need to know the enemy. So I'm, you know, maybe not today because I don't want to occupy the whole time talking just about the Khazars. I, but I'd love to get into it with you, you know. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd love to learn to learn about it. I mean, I have this uh, this 10-minute thing that I was telling you. It's called uh, David Ike, the Bloody Rothschilds. And it, kinda, and it, it started out, it goes and shows you. Um, Evelyn Roth, Rothschild, who is, um, right under the queen, you know what I mean? So, and he, I think Evelyn Rothschild owns the, the, the bank of London, which London in, in itself is its uh, city state, just kind of like, uh, uh, Washington DC is, is a state within a, within a city or city within a state. Right. I don't know. It's all, it's all weird you start getting well, into all that stuff childs. they are Khazars Sorry. did you catch that the Rothschilds are Khazars they're from they're, they're the Khazarian mafia they're the royal Khazars right 
the Khazars have a royalty. So they're the ones occupying our world. So when here's here's a good question I have. So when you see like the the like so different industries, right? So you have banking, you have uh Hollywood, you have um what whatever whatever sector of of the economy you can think of, right? Um Jewish people tend to rise to the top of all of these, right? Mm. And you always have people that go, Oh well, you know, it's it's the Jews, the Jews, the Jews, the Jews. Whatever whatever it is that they're complaining about that they don't like. Is that one of the reasons and, and it it I don't know. It does does what I'm saying make I sense? Like, I mean, it sounds yeah, it sounds kind of racist, or it sounds kind of no, it's not racist at all. And do not apologize. We cannot be afraid to criticize the enemy. You have to know the enemy, and they are not Jews. They are they are. Jesus called them a synagogue of Satan in Revelations two nine and three nine. That's who they are. They are Talmudic worshippers, Talmudic followers. They converted to Judaism some 1,600 years ago, about. And these people have done horrific crimes against humanity consistently. Bolsheviks, World War II, Palestine. It's history repeating itself. It's When we say that Jews have risen up to these positions of power, they call themselves Jews, but they are a bloodline. They are from the Ashkenazi bloodline. They're... they're we might as well get into it a little bit, right? Explain just briefly the history or. Or, or what I could do is the history is kind of wrapped up in this 10 minute clip. If you want to watch it. Yeah, we can. You're like, eh, I'd rather tell it. No, let's go. Go yeah. for it. Tell, 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 tell me. I'm on fire. Huh? <laughs> I'm dying. I've been dying to talk about this. I mean, David Ike, he's got it. He's awesome. And we should fit that in. Maybe we should do that. Maybe I should just hold hold back. We can talk about the Khazars next time. And if you want to play the clip, it's okay. <laughs> no, I, I just it's, it's it's up to you. I mean, you know, we we can be here for an hour, an hour. Or we can be here for an hour and a half. I mean, I I, I have time. Uh, so it's up to you. However you want to, however you want to go about doing what we're going to do, and or unless you want to just do a whole segment on on that and then play that clip at the beginning of that segment and then go That's into which go into what you're talking about, um, you know, because there, there's there's definitely something there. I mean, look, you don't have to be a genius to figure out that something isn't right, something is amiss. You know what I mean? Like like. Like shit's just not right uh, about what's happening, and I know a lot of people are not hip to to what's sort of floating around in 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 the world because they're tied to this mainstream media narrative. You know, they're watching CNN, they're watching you know okay. MSNBC. Who owns the mainstream media? The Rothschilds, or the the wh- whoever whoever Kizarre. it is that yeah. Well, they're the Associated Press. Rothschilds or they own it. Who owns R- R- the banking R- system? The same people. Same people. Who are in politics? Who are in Hollywood? It's all the Khazars. Only their children, their bloodline, get to be famous and get to be worshipped like gods. They control everything. They've infiltrated everywhere. 
and even in the in the Vatican, they're you know, Vatican became Jesuits. They're all Talmudic followers. They follow the Talmud, not the Torah. They pretend to be Jews, but they are not. They are a synagogue of Satan. They sacrifice our kids. They blood sacrifice our kids. What's the difference between the Tal- Tal- Talmudic and what, what you just said? What's the, the difference? Yeah, what's the difference? Very good question. Okay. <clears throat> the Talmud, and this is a great laying the groundwork for the next, you know, for going deeper into it. So... The Talmud is a book that has existed since pre-Babylon time. It is an occult book. The Jews were following it for a while. Um, they were in it, it. It condones the pet, the raping of kids three and a half years old to a day. It, it's okay for a, a Jewish man to rape a child, to marry a child, to copulate with a child. It explicitly sets this in six pages of the Talmud. It, it, it talks about blood sacrifice of the Goyim, the non-Jews. So that was something the Jewish people used to follow. And then Moses was born and he came to preach to the Jews and say, ah, 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 this is not good. Get away from that. Let's go over here. Let's go back to God. Let's follow the way, the red road, right? Whatever. So, you know, there were, so the Jewish people, since that birthed the Torah, right? The Torah was born. That's the holy book. So the true Torah Jews are following the Torah, not the Talmud. They got away from that evil practice. They followed Moses. They continued on with Judaism. There are Those are the Arabic Jews. <clears throat> the Khazars hate them. The Khazars persecute them. And, and the Khazars are the only, the only people, the only tribe on earth that assumes the identity of the enemy after they conquer them. Hmm. That's interesting. So this is what they did. They pretended to convert to Judaism because Russia gave them an ultimatum. The Russians, some 1600 years ago, the Russians were fed up with these nasty Khazars. And they said, all right, you guys, you convert to one of the three Abrahamic faiths or you're out. We're going to drive you out. So, so the Khazars. So they're by Russia. So what? 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 Like, if you were to, to today, like to, in today's uh, geography, where would where would their area be? Would it be their area was Ukraine, Ukraine, Georgia, and part of Russia? That was the Khazarian Empire. You can look it up. You can find information on that. The Khazarian Empire. They were chased out because they did convert to Judaism. After the Russians said, you, you do that, they converted to Judaism, but it was pretend. They chose Judaism because of the Talmud, mm-hmm. because they could continue their wicked ways. And what they did is they combined um, a satanic occult, a satanic uh, religion or, you know, occult practices in with Judaism. And this is what happened. And the majority of what's considered the Jewish community today, which is 20 million people, mm-hmm. they're Ashkenazi. 97.5% are Ashkenazi Jew, Jews. They're Ashkenazis. They're from the Khazarian Empire. Are they all bad people? No, I'm not saying that. But it's their group, their bloodline, that has the Khazarian Mafia, just like the Italians have the Italian Mafia. So I'm not going to discriminate against Ashkenazi people, but... Their their mafia, 
is doing this to the world. And they either know it and they're honest about it or they know it and they lie or they don't know it, whatever. But, you know, we are responsible for our decisions anyway. So so this is a thing. So this is a thing then. You know what I mean? It's because because when because when I typed it in, remember I was telling you about this. When I typed it into Google, I put in the search terms. Uh, what are Kazarians or are Kazarians real? Uh, and I did it in DuckDuckGo, and there was two quite different uh, results. One was telling me that you know that Google was telling me that it wasn't true. That no, and kind of trying to steer me away from that line of questioning right whereas over in DuckDuckGo it gave me a a whole shitload of uh, stuff that would prove what uh, the question that I asked so um, that's telling right that's the that's the code key to everything these days right if you're in the truther community if they're trying to put you in a direction of something if they're trying to to tell you one thing look at the opposite and that's usually going to be what the truth is yeah there's a massive psyop on people's minds now we have ai writing articles too so we have to be very careful you can't believe everything you see online but you know follow independent media Mm -hmm. follow you know the credible credible people um that's what I. That's yeah. what I've been saying too. I mean, if you, if you do, there's a meme that I, or something that I was listening to, and it said, if you watch the news, you're 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 uninformed. But if you watch it, no, if you don't watch the news, you're uninformed. But if you do watch the news, you're misinformed. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I mean, it's a, just just before we like segue to another topic, I just want to finish by saying that you know people need to understand that the patents on all of this bioweaponry that's being injected into our kids. It's owned by the Israeli state and the Chinese Communist Party. These are your enemies. These are the people who want you enslaved. They see you as less than animals. This is the mentality of the Khazars. It's the mentality in the Talmud. It's, It's not in the Torah. In the Torah, you're supposed to respect life. And value life. So there's two different kinds of Jews, if you will. Those who follow Satan and those who follow the Creator. And and so this this is where you know <clears throat> a lot of people don't know about this, and so they prey on those people and and use the fact that they're ignorant and don't know. And they'll t- to say that I'm an anti-Semite because I'm criticizing them. The Israeli state owns the patents, folks, and you can't criticize them. There's something wrong here. They own the patents. The quantum dot was developed in the Jerusalem University, in in uh, the Hebrew, uni- Hebrew University in occupied Jerusalem. It's an occupied city. Doesn't belong to Israel, not according to international law. We can fantasize all we want, but that's the reality. It's still the capital city of Palestine, and it's occupied. That's our law that they're trying to do away with. But the fact of the matter, the quantum dots, this is for DNA barcoding. Barcoding your DNA, writing a new genetic sequence on your DNA and your kid's DNA that is going to have God knows long-term effects. 
God only knows what the long-term effects are going to be. They own the patents. That's your daddy. That's who they want. That's who wants to enslave you. They're not wanting. They're doing it. So we have to know the enemy. We have to. But we're finished. We're toast. If you can't criticize them, you're toast. They've got you. They've got you already. That's the problem. Well, it's, and and it's people no... are so afraid of being called an anti-Semite. Well, well, it's a, it's kind of a, it's kind of across the board. The 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 tactic, which is what you're saying, you know, when you try to criticize somebody, you get attacked for being this. You know, it, it, it's not only there; it's in a lot of other areas of 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 things as well. I mean, it's almost like we're being conditioned to not sit not to not question shit. You know what I mean? Because we don't know what's gonna. It's it's like it's like self censoring. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, well, I don't know. Every time I step, I'm hitting a, I'm, I'm hitting a landmine. So I don't know where to step. I don't know the landscape now. So I just, maybe I'll just stay in the car. <laughs> and, not, and that's what, and that's what they're trying to do. I mean, that to me, that to put it, that was how I could under, understood it. Think that they're Jews. They want people to think that they have a claim to the land of Palestine. They have none. They come from Eastern Europe. They come from Ukraine. The majority of the of the Israelis are Ashkenazi. They're from Eastern Europe. They have no genetic or bloodline connection to the Israelites or to the land. It's all a lie. People have to realize that the Western Christians are the biggest duped community. They've been used like fools by these Khazars who have zero respect for them. They want to kill them. In the Talmud, it says you must kill all Christians because they're idolaters. They don't respect you. The Israel, the Israeli state does not respect you. That's their indoctrination. Christian, Western Christians need to wake up. These people are evil. Their, their mafia is the most evil mafia. They were always in control. In I'm fixing my necklace. They were always in control in America. The, um, it's called, they call it the Jewish Mafia. You can go to Wikipedia and look it up. It says Jewish Mafia. That's still misleading. They are the Khazars. They're not Jewish. They're imposters. And they were always more powerful in America than the Italian Mafia. They snuffed them out. They controlled Hollywood, and they are the masters of diversion. So they took and put all the concentration on the Italian mafia, as if they were the big mafia in town doing all these bad things and, you know, financial corruption and, you know, yada, yada. No, it was the Khazarian mafia. It always was them. And you can go read that on Wikipedia, type in Jewish mafia. But again, they're not actual Jews. They're Ashkenazis. They come from the bloodline. They have a royalty and they want you dead. How you explain that, to me, it sounds an awful lot like when you have... So the Khazarians are would like the way that you're describing it to me would be like the the brains of an operation and mm. the um the other thing that you just said oh, the Italian mafia was the like the military enforcement of that They were the diversion you know what I mean? So like BL, BLM, BLM is one thing, right? But then you have Antifa, which is the militant arm of BLM. Does that make sense? Well, they're, 
the same. Yeah. They're one and the same. The Italian mafia and, and the um, Khazarian mafia are not the same. Not at all. Okay, okay, okay. Um, the Italian mafia got snuffed out in the 70s. You know, and and they put all the attention to Hollywood. Because, see, Khazars own the Hollywood. And they put all the attention onto the Italian mafia in the movies to hide their own doings. Mm, clever, okay, clever okay. people. All yeah. Right. So they snuffed them out, though. They snuffed the Italian mafia out. Now they control the town. <laughs> they control America. Israel controls America. They were running the biggest child trafficking operation in, in world history right out of, you know, California. Epstein's Island. Was it California? No, anyway, Epstein, Epstein Island wasn't on California. But there's a lot of people that go missing from California, that's for sure. That too. But, I mean, it's uh, Jeffrey Epstein was had, running the biggest child trafficking operation mm -hmm. worldwide. And, and he's an Israeli Mossad agent. And that is to, you know, control um, politicians and blackmail them and get blackmail material on them. They've been preparing this for a very long time. Ghislaine Maxwell's dad was a was a Mossad agent too, and he was murdered, wasn't he, or uh, thrown overboard on a boat? I mean, that, at least that's the story. Mm -hmm. And he was a mm -hmm. huge publishing magnate uh, in the UK, correct? They're big time supremacists. And her Ghislaine sister, and, and her sister is the the she wrote the software for the Phoenix. Uh, or some sort of Trojan horse security, cyber security, something. Yeah, there's a lot to that. There's a lot to that. Um, it goes so deep and it's just barely scratching the surface. I, I think that honestly, they invoke the Samson option to hide their crimes because everyone would be looking at Israel. So they launched this attack on humanity. I mean, they were planning it for a very long time because they knew that they can't hide their crimes forever. I've heard that theory. Yeah, I've heard that theory That's too. That's what the Khazars do. The Khazars, they're the, the Israeli Mossad's motto, their intelligence is by deception thou shalt do war. Think about that. Just look at 1976 when no 1967 when um, the USS Liberty, a US, you know, naval ship was attacked by Israeli forces and they tried to sink the ship and they were going to blame it on Egypt and make it look like Egypt did it to drag the United States into their seven day war where they conquered more territory. And this is where they, they killed a bunch of crew members and they tried to sink the ship, but they failed. And that's how they got found out. That was an, an act of war against the United States by the Israeli state. They have no respect for the for Americans. They use us like like fools, and and they get you know billions of dollars shoveled over of our taxpayers' money, you know, sent over there so they can continue to terrorize the Palestinian people and genocide them. They're atrocious people. I, I can't understand how any Christian in their right mind, obviously not in their right mind, if they're supporting this, shame on them. God's judgment will, you know, war, take war care in, of them. But. War in general is not like any any time. I don't I don't know like how you justify annihilating thousands thousands of people at a time. You know, through it's whatever really drone strikes and you know all the stuff that that you know the war produces, which is is really, I mean. 
a lot of it has to do with the military industrial complex and feeding that machine. I mean, but you know, there's a great documentary that you can watch from uh, a guy. It's called uh, from JFK to nine 11, everything's a rich man's trick. And it, just it and it explains it's and it's the best synopsis of the last hundred years that I I've watched. It's long. It's three and a half hours, but uh, it it shows that war is just meant to make money. You know, when they need to make money or they need to divert from something or they need to, they just start a war. And I I don't think like I don't believe I think. Oh, man, it's it's hard to explain you it. You know, it's the financial bankers. It's yeah. the financial bankers that have been manipulating wars always. The Khazars. Mm-hmm. Here we mm-hmm. go again. The Rothschilds. They manipulate governments. They blackmail them into having into going to war. Trick them into going to war. Create false flags, and then they um, indebt them. They, I mean, they um, loan them money, loan governments money, so that the the governments are then indebted to the bankers. And this is how they control nations, doing this. And now you've got Big Pharma, which is also the Khazars. You know, the CEO of Moderna and the CEO of Pfizer are both, you know, um, probably dual nationals with Israel. But they're Zionists. They've got contracts with the Israeli state. And they're in bed with the Israeli state. They can claim to be Jewish, but they're Khazars. And they, they are, you know, supremacist eugenicists that want to depopulate the world. They're doing the same thing to governments. They're they're saying, okay, we'll give you our our quack scenes, and you quack can scenes. you know disseminate them on the population. But um, we're indemnified. You know, we will not have any. There's no repercussions. So they entrap the government. I mean, pharmaceuticals are government now. So let me let me they're ask you this. Daddy. So <laughs> if if the Kazarians are are more powerful than than the 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 Italian mafia which has really kind of been dismantled uh, over the years right what why aren't you why why aren't you more afraid of of your for your life you know i mean if you're speaking out against them and you get attacked constantly i mean are are do you fear that something may happen to you for coming out and speaking out the way that you do about um, these these elusive pe- people? Well, okay. Um, no, I don't fear anything. I don't fear death. I don't fear. I don't fear it. Um, I just sort of adopted this from the Palestinians because there's there's more going on here. We have to be brave. You have to give your all. This is life and death. This is your. The, 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 they want this. Satan wants your soul. Okay, there's no mercy. There's no mercy from Satan, not for anyone. And that's what everyone's going to find, is that it's complete enslavement. So, no, I don't fear. I don't fear Satan. I don't fear anyone. I don't fear the demons. They, they don't have power. God is in control. And and so, um, all right, I will give an example of somebody, a man who is very, very brave. I'd like to bring him up. That's Dr. Zelenko, Zev Zelenko. He's one of my all-time heroes. I love that man very much. Very humble doctor, willing to em- em- embrace and and try naturopathic medicines. Um, he has saved many people's lives, you know, with the bringing, drawing the attention to ivermectin and then creating his um, 
his, uh, you know, detox protocols and immune boosting um, supplements. Okay. He's a genius. Now, he recently came out on um, Sarah Westall's channel and he risks risking his life to tell the public something because, you know, he's Jewish, right? And I don't know which bloodline he comes from and I don't care. I love him, right? Um, he came out and he said that 90% of the Jewish community is corrupt. 90%. Then he said, they sacrifice our children, blood sacrifice. Now, if you know anything about the Khazars, they are sacrificing our kids and have historically and have a long history of that um, blood sacrifice to get power. This is how they are conquering the world. Satan requires a sacrifice. So they sacrifice our children, our blood, as well as sometimes their own. And, <clears throat> and you know, they sacrifice everyone. Because like I said, Satan takes no, no, has no mercy. But they do this in order to get power, in order to conquer the world. And it, it is so beyond the comprehension of most people, but it has to be talked about. So Dr. Zevzelenko, he said that there are kill switches all around. He has information to release on them. And if they touch him, if he's dead, those kill switches will, co will come out. I have kill switches too. I have a lot of evidence on people of the persecution I've been through. And we'll get into that in another time too. But um, I've been already targeted by the Khazars. I'm a big threat to them. And, and I'm in political asylum right now. I'm in, in, um, in Finland. And, um, we can talk more about that another time, but I just wanted to draw attention to what Dr. Zevsalenko said. Nobody was willing to, get, to give me a platform to talk more about this and expand on this. What does he mean? The Jewish community is corrupt. Well, I can explain because 97.5% of them are not even authentic Jews. They have no connection to the blood of Abraham. They are Khazars. They're Ashkenazis. And, <clears throat> and that is, um, why they're corrupt. Because, you know, that's, it, it, it goes with the territory. And not to say that all Ashkenazis are corrupt, but the authentic Jews, the true Torah Jews who follow the Torah, they're two and a half percent only of the overall what's considered the Jewish community. It's predominantly Ashkenazis. And the Khazars. So they're controlling Judaism. They've hijacked it. And the true Torah Jews have said so. I have screenshots in my articles documented of the true Torah Jews coming out and saying that 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 their religion has been hijacked by these by the by the Israeli state, the occupiers of Palestine. And so people have to understand this fundamental difference between authentic Judaism and the fake Judaism, the Satanists. They will adopt the, they will assume the identity of the enemy in order to conquer more. They did it in Saudi Arabia. Wahhabism is a perfect example. It's known that the um, royals, Saudi royals have Jewish roots. They don't deny it. And it's, it's actually, if you go back, it was like, um, it was somebody who was a Khazar who pretended to re revert to Islam, to 
you know, and masquerading as a Muslim and created a whole new religion that doesn't even follow the Quran that is tyrannical. It's not based in the Quran. It's not based in Islam. And the majority, 80% of Muslims worldwide, at least, acknowledge and say Wahhabism is not part of Islam. They reject it. But the world doesn't know that. They see the, the Saudi Arabians acting like Muslims and thinking that that is what represents Islam. It doesn't. And so, you know, the Western nations are sort of kept in the dark. And this is what the Khazars do. They conquer territory. They go from nation to nation, land to land, and they conquer it. They infiltrate. They infiltrate into the royal family until there's no more pure blood left, only their own. And then they dominate. And this is what they've done worldwide. It's incredible. And no, who's talking about this? And no, I don't fear for, for myself. I, I care about the truth. I don't care. I don't fear for my life. Um, you know, if I don't think that they're going to touch me. I don't think there's anything I can do to stop what's coming down the pipe. I think this is in God's hands. I don't think I'm a threat to them. Even if they see me as a threat to them, you know, fine. I'm honored by that. <laughs> Yeah. I'll take that, but I don't believe it because I don't think I have the power myself to stop what they're doing or to wake up enough people. I just want to help those people willing to listen, to want to save themselves. You know, that's that's what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to save the whole world. You yeah, know? And, it, it, and there's, I can't stop these people. They're They're a big force. You know, they've got a lot of power. It's God that's going to stop them. They are exposing themselves. They're destroying themselves right now. The Israeli people know it's them. Enough people know. And, and you know, and it's, it's a ripple that even with or without my voice, it's going to make no difference. It's not going to stop what's coming for them, whether I'm here or not. So, yeah. What, what's coming like for them or, or the plan that they have laid out for us? I mean, is it. What's coming for them? It's written in scripture what's going to happen to them. There'll be nowhere for them to run or hide. And they're going to be made to see who God loves most. They're going to be forced to see it. Everyone, the whole world is going to be forced to see it. Who are God's people? Chosen people. It's not them, they're the imposters. They're the synagogue of Satan. And, yeah, I've, and, I've, I've you know, heard that and word. I do, I have a kind heart. I have, again, I just have to say, I don't discriminate against the Ashkenazis. Fine. If you're an Ashkenazi, that's fine. If you're an honest person, no problem. But it's, it's their royal mafia that is doing this to humanity. I mean, they have created bioethnic I mean, uh, ethnic-specific bioweapons, right? I've documented this. So they've tweaked these bioweapons that are written by AI, by the way, synthetic biology. They've tweaked the bioweapons so that they can target specific ethnic groups. How racist is that? And that we have to be afraid of being called an anti-Semite because we criticize them for it? They're targeting Caucasians, Europeans. Right now, Europeans are the biggest target. And Africans. But everybody's really a target other than them. They're completely, 100% immune to genetic modification from these bioweapons. It can pass through the population. And it won't change them. It won't affect them. They're immune. 
And that's according to study. That's according to a study that came out in December of last year, where where it proves that the um, the the chimeric proteins, the are you know synthetic genetic sequences that they lab generated, binding that bind to the to the ACE two receptor and enable the nanoparticles to get into the cell, doesn't happen for them. Hundred percent immune, genetic specific bioweapon. Incredible. Yeah, that is that done. is that is that is pretty trippy. And it's true too. So I asked a coworker the other day because she's a smoker, and I said, and and every time I come across a smoker, because they're they're becoming rare. There's a lot of people have stopped smoking. Um, I've asked, I asked her, I'm like, have you gotten COVID? And she's like, no, I haven't. Neither is my husband. And I'm like, oh, it's the nicotine, the nic. You know, so I mean, it's 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 crazy that that these people that should be for a respiratory virus which should be knocking these guys out, right? Because of, of, you know, smoking lungs, lung issues, uh, for a respiratory virus. And they're not, they're, they're the ones that are withstanding it the most. That's crazy. Well, let me, let me just chime in there. It's not a respiratory virus. Well, that's what they're passing it out as. Yeah. It's, it's, they're chimeric proteins. Um, they're nanoparticles and, um, they're not. They're not actually. Uh, they're bioweapons, and it. It. If it, it. Okay. The net, let me explain this. It's. This is according to studies, right? And don't like, don't we're, give don't give don't give too much away because we don't want to be able to 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 work into some other you know because I you've got you've, yeah well you've got an episode that that could be done on Kazarians and the history behind that you've got one that could be done on the patents. Uh, and, and the new information that's come out around that, you can do one on the monoclonals, which, you know, there's a whole, okay. you've got all kinds of information on that. And also, too, I'm going to put the uh, your Telegram uh, channel down in the description because you've got all kinds of information uh, that you've put out, like, every, daily. Like, you're throwing articles on there sometimes four, five, six, seven a day. So... I mean, there's, yeah, there's, there's tons of information on there for articles that you can go and check out yourself. And I put, I put the stuff there on telegram because I'm not censored there. I've been to platform across social media. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, well, after to, after today, I'm probably going to be canceled all over the place too. So thank you. Oh, no. I appreciate, I, I appreciate you, you know what I mean? For, for blessing, blessing <laughs> me with, with the, with the, with the kill switch. <laughs> uh, that's all right. I've, I've been wanting to eject out of this, uh, industry all the way across anyway. So just punch myself out. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, if, if that does happen, yeah, then, then. People are risking their lives to come forward and bring this information. No one's more credible than Dr. Zev Zelenko. Uh, and I, I heard that I heard that he has cancer too, and that he's kind of in the end stages of it. So I mean, it would make sense that well, like this guy's got nothing to lose now. You know what I mean? It's like I'd love to say something about that too, um, Dr. Zelenko. So he had cancer a few years ago and he did the, you know, the traditional Western medical route and got uh, radiation. And I think uh, maybe chemo also, 
Yeah, I think he did um, chemo and radiation. And the cancer came back. So I wrote to him and I said, well, you know, Dr. Zelenko, why don't you try naturopathic medicine? And I gave him some statistics. I said, you know, because the Western medical approach, it didn't work last time. And the statistics are that your survival rate from chemo is two and a half percent. It's really low. I said, why don't you try naturopathic medicine? I said, because the, the Cancer Research Institute in about 2000, and, I think it was 2010, came out with a study. They proved that you can 67 percent of cancers can be cured through diet alone. So if you just go naturopathic medicine, you have a 67 percent survival rate. And then if you add curcumin, it goes up to 85%. If you add CBD oil, it may go up to 95%. So I'm like, why don't you try these natural? And I also, you know, I talked a bit about the redox molecules. That's that's another supplement, miracle supplement. And I was like, why don't you try these things? So guess what he did? He went to a retreat in Europe and he spent a couple months there. Lo and behold, yeah, and he was he was he was using um, naturopathic medicines and foods to boost his immune system he said well i have the video still saved in my phone where he announced that the cancer had shrunk it was shrinking Mm. then he goes back home Mm -hmm. he goes back home and after being there for a month or two it can't the cancer starts coming back so this is a powerful testimony a doctor who's humble enough, a Western medical doctor, humble enough to try naturopathic methods and gets the results. It's an incredible testimony. So if if he were to just use the recommendations that I made in treatment, because I did I did send him a protocol for cancer. And if he uses that, I'm sure he can be healed. It's not difficult to eradicate any illness. From the body when even, you know the root cause of disease even even lung cancer that one you can get rid of that too every each and every cancer i have full confidence i get 100 percent results with all of my clients 100 percent. i should hook you up my my ex-wife uh just got diagnosed not too long ago with uh lung cancer and so they they put her on some sort of a pill because she didn't want to go and do that she didn't want to get the 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 shot and, you know, because they were trying to push that on her, too. Oh, we, you know, if you got cancer, you need to hurry up and get this this, uh, this shot in you so you're, you're protected, which is, you know, from everything that I've, I've learned about it, it's like, okay, that makes sense. And if you're trying, if you're trying to kill off the, the you know, the, the useless eaters yeah. to go by, you know, their terms, not mine, um, you know, from the, the World Economic Forum's uh, how they talk about us. I mean, it would, it would make sense that you give it to the people that have the weakest immune system to begin with, to, to, you know, with a shot that's going to weaken your immune system with each one by 5%, you know, with each additional booster and, and that. And so we yeah, have, we can totally get into that. We're at about an hour 20 right now. Yeah. Um, you, you have a lot of fascinating information, um, and, you know, well-researched and I, I enjoy talking to you. So it's easy to, to kind of listen and, and, uh, banter. I have enough information that I can kind of volley with you, uh, here and there, but with, with, 
the stuff in the Middle East, and maybe I'll talk to my friend too, and and see to give me some questions to ask, and uh, you know about that whole Kazarian thing. Cause I'm sure he knows about it. Um, you know, just so I can you know come in sort of prepared and not like I'm you know getting a, a lesson of, of of Israel and or a, a, a lesson of the Kazarians for dummies. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know a lot of um, right, right. But I mean, it is what it is. Come on, they own, they own the patents. Yeah, well, I mean that, that's that's where so the easy. that's where the devil's in the details, and where people don't necessarily under like when you're going to look for things, you're not you're not doing your research into patents because you don't understand half the language that's in the patents. But if you can understand what the what the language is and and what it means and how to decipher it, and you know. Because there's shit hidden in that too, and there's double speak. There's double speak in the patents. They say, "Oh, it's to it's to it's to protect you from the malaria parasite when they're injecting the malaria parasite into you." It's clever. This is what they do. The malaria parasite. Oh yeah, I just opened a can of worms. No pun intended. <laughs> what? Yeah, I haven't even heard about that yet. The malaria parasite. I mean, I know I've heard. I saw the picture of the. The Hydra, uh, the Hydra Bulgaris, that was, I mean, that that's frightening enough. And what that does inside of you. <clears throat> but I mean, yeah, it all, it all d- didn't make sense. The, you know, the first thing that didn't make sense is why did it, why did it need to be frozen? Like, you know what I mean? Why did it need to be transported and kept stored at this, this freezing temperature? You know, because it has parasites. I I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. It has stuff that's alive that actually, needs to be that needs to be suspended anima- suspended animated, so it can you know do its job. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going to release some more information. I'm going to break some news on Stupido's show this week, and he's lucky. You know, he's lucky that I keep my exclusive information. Some of you know the most explosive exclusive information for his show i hope he appreciates it yeah and and for the listeners she's been on some uh reputable shows i mean i'm 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 happy to have her bless my little my her presence with my little show here uh but she's been on Infowars. uh you've been on Stu peters what are some other uh places that you've i haven't been, been on Infowars yet no unless they've used some of my work i'm unaware of but um i think i've got i'm going in that direction um my I mistake would like then. to be on Infowars. Okay. yeah and i think there, there's an introduction being made but um who else gosh i don't know i don't know i i, I i've really just been sticking with Stu peters because i trust him you know and I can disseminate the information I need to get out there easily. But um, my only knock on on Stu Peters was with Watch the Water. I think that uh-huh. I think that all of the dramatization with the music and the background shit for that <laughs> took took it. It really took away from from the message that was going on. It was too much of a distraction from what was being said, and it looked it looked too dramatized versus okay. the the one that he did with on Brighteon, which was like i mean it was straight to the point you know let's get to the <laughs> let's get to the meat and potatoes of this thing let's skip the salad and appetizers oh, 
Mike Adams and Stu Peters are two totally different journalists. Yeah, you know, yeah. Mike, and Mike Adams has been at this for for a long time, a lot longer. No, I was so. just talking about just as somebody who who watched both of them and somebody who's a, a, a consumer of the content that yeah. I found the other one more palatable because the other one the the dramatic and and the theatrical effects that he he added to to his took took away from the message in my opinion but you know uh, it, a lot of people cuz it was it was it was it was, it was a distraction but no, that's just I thought it was fine yeah for me personally I thought it was fine because it got the message across and I it was the production crew that chose those things I don't think it was I don't think Stu had a part of that um, you know, they could have done something better with the lighting, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just seemed, it just seemed to, it just, yeah. I mean, I liked it. I, I watched it. I think, you know, but I think, yeah, I mean, well, because people, people, you know, I receive things differently than, than you. You probably receive things differently than me when we, you know, we both could read a passage and get something completely different out of it. I mean, it's, you know, uh, that's just my my take on it, but not that I wouldn't. I would. I, I'm not saying that I wouldn't pass it on to somebody to watch because I'm like, oh, you know, the production value of that was kind of weird, and you know, I don't know. I I think I'd rather you see this one. I I would rather you see all of them because you have to. I mean, that's what doing research Maybe the is. Film director didn't have that much experience <laughs> directing films. You know, I think that's what's going look, I have a background in film. Okay. I was trained I was trained in, in the university in film. So I see everything that goes into making a production. And I would just say that that, that, that person doesn't have that much experience yet. But that's okay. Stu trusted him, gave him a chance, gave him a shot. It worked out. The message got across. I don't I I don't believe in like pulling hairs over that. Like so what? It is a very, very important um Look, look, let me let me just comment on this. OK, that was extremely important um, message to get out to to people because there's a couple of reasons for it. One, it's a gateway for people to understand that they've been poisoned because they can all relate to that. You know, they, they focused just on the snake venom and kept it simple. And so it worked as a gateway for people to, you know, for the floodgates to open. OK. Because all you need is that one thing that a person can can recognize for for the the door to open for them. That's one thing. And then also, I noticed with the medical community, every doctor I know, every nurse I know, they were like, "Aha! Now it makes sense." Because they they that was it was what was eluding them. This mysterious spike protein that is found it, it travels through all over the body. Well, it's snake venom. For me, as a researcher and as a naturopathic doctor, it like all solidified for me as well because I understood. Okay, the snake venom. Then I found that it is what is uh, blocking the um, ACE two receptor and enabling the nanoparticles to get into the cell. That is what was eluding us. It's snake venom because snake venom poisons um, the cells like that and decommissions them. So it, it was really important information, and it's like. Anytime there's something like that, there's going to be blowback. And, you know, Dr. Brian Artis, he did a great job. The only thing is that 
he needs to trust his intuition and his first intuition about the monoclonal antibodies when he read the study that was funded by Anthony Fauci on remdesivir and, remdesivir and monoclonal antibodies. These were intended to be the treatments in the future for poisoning people. It's part of the democide. Monoclonal antibodies is absolutely part of the democide and taking out humanity and as, as is remdesivir. I even found snake venom in the monoclonal antibodies in Thermo Fishers. So they are, you know, we'll get more into that in another time, but they are so bad. Yeah, and that's a, that's a lot. That, 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 that's Brian a lot. Artists made a mistake. That's a lot for He's people. Made a mistake. For people it's to. A big one because if I just could just just say this, it's it's life and death for people. Okay, there's so many people that are coming coming to me injured from the monoclonal antibodies, and when I read the patents and I've documented it. That's not monoclonal antibodies. That's not what it is. It's under the guise of an antibody. It's actually gene therapy without our informed consent. It's knocking out genes. It's encoding the HIV. It's poison. And, and there's more I'm going to release on that soon, too. But I just had to throw that in there, that this is the only problem I had with the presentation. And, you know, Stu needs to do his investigation. I've sent him my work. And, um, you know, there's there's really no excuse. He's been promoting monoclonal antibodies on Red Voice Media. And he is going to be directly responsible for causing injury to people. And he needs to stop doing that. And I have pleaded with him. I've sent him my articles. And for whatever reason, he's chose to turn the... He gives me a platform and he lets me speak my mind on on his show, which I'm ever grateful for. But at the same time, he's still promoting them and they're causing injuries to people. So I'm working on it. I'm chipping away. And that's, you know, we'll, we'll lead that into, there's so much more to talk about and so many more topics to go across because I, I'm 100% interested in, in finding this out because you're not many people are saying that what you're saying right now, because you've got, you know, McCullough has pushed those. Um, so has, uh, Dr. Malone and some of the other more, um, mm -hmm. popular voices, you know, in this alternative space. So I'm def I'm curious as to, to why you think that. So more to come for sure. Uh, if you want to get a hold of Dr. Love's work and you want to, uh, know more about what she's doing you can hit the website there her wordpress website there uh you can reach her there you can i'm sure you have all of your, your links to your stuff as well there like your telegram and everything My telegram, else i recommend people follow me on telegram it's at dr ariana love so it's dr so if you go to telegram go in the search bar and put at you know dr for doctor dr ariana love you'll find my my telegram channel and and that's I keep people up to date there, you know, with breaking news. And then also, the, I'll put a link to that in the description as well of this. Um, so this will come out rather quickly. I encourage, I encourage people to message me directly if they need anything. Just get to the point, you know, so it's not like, hi, how are you? And trying to, to chat because I don't have time for that. It's like, you know, if you get to the point and tell me what you need, I'm more than happy to help. I'm helping a lot of people. Awesome. With their health right now. Yeah. Well, I definitely appreciate you giving me your time and coming on the show and, and spending some uh, time with me to 
kind of help me understand some of these things that uh, I don't understand and also have good conversation. Um, and you know, we're going to, we're going to get into some other, uh, some other things too. I mean, we have uh, transhumanism versus uh, transgender and, you know, and gender we're going to be talking about as well too, you know, the difference between the two, or is it the same? You know, uh, are we being, are we being subverted in a way, uh, that we're not aware of? And so we're going to dive into some of those topics as well. So I definitely appreciate making your acquaintance and also, uh, being able to speak with you about these, these types of things. Well, thank you for having me. Um, it's been a pleasure. I, re- I really, um, enjoy talking with you. It's, it's a discussion and I'm looking forward to coming back and diving into these subjects. Awesome. And I want to know what, what life is like in, in Finland as well, uh, some place that I, I may never visit. And so, uh, you know, you can maybe you can tell me about the food, the culture, uh, some of those other things. We can weave in there about about that area. They're destroying it very fast. <laughs> well, everything's getting destroyed pretty quickly. I mean, at least at least the world that we used to know is is going away very fast. So until next time, everybody, uh, keep it 100. Stay true to yourself because everything else is just noise. You've been listening to the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. Sean is a single dad, a union blue collar guy, and he spent time in federal and state prison for drug trafficking and fraud. When he was released from prison in 2006, all he had was the clothes on his back, a bag of mail, and some paperwork. Since then, he's turned his life around and shares the struggles and successes on this podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we hope you were moved to connect to the show. Book a guest spot. For merch, Patreon, PayPal, and social media links, go to linktr.ee slash nowhere to go but up. On Instagram at nowhere to go but up now. On Twitter at but up now. On the YouTube channel at nowhere to go but up podcast. See you next time.